The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about a hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right side of the page there. Just click on the play button and you should get a live stream. And then the bottom right-hand corner of that little block there, it'll say Rumble. You can jump over there in the chat. Lots of friends over there this morning. And uh, not only are we streaming on, on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, but we are streaming on Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Be sure to subscribe to the page so you're notified when, when we go live, which is every morning at 6 a.m. Eastern and then 3 p.m. Eastern. Bradley's in in the afternoon, which, by the way, Left side of the page is Bradley's show from two days ago. Now, we didn't do the video portion of the radio show yesterday because 
somehow there was a problem connecting with GCN um, through the browser. I'm assuming it's me. I've done everything I know how to do, turn off firewalls, you know, change browsers, everything. Won't make the connection. Therefore, my hardware won't make the connection. <laughs> it's just the weirdest thing. So, uh, And I'm not a techie person, but uh, over the course of, I guess, week coming, we're going to see if we can fix that because it wasn't a problem the last time I connected. You just go right in there, it connects, and it's not a big deal. Uh, but anyway, we didn't have that. However, I'll tell you where you can hear yesterday's show. You won't be able to see it, but you'll be able to hear it um, in just a moment. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our newsletter. Please be sure to do that. You'll get one email from us a day. All the articles we produce at sonsoflibertymedia.com and our contributors uh, can be found there. And then if you agree with our message and you would like to help us, there's a donate button at the top of the page. Click on that to make a one-time donation. And also, if you want to partner with us monthly, we need monthly partners as well. Um, there's a son or daughter of Liberty button. You can click on that at the top of the page and set that up. And then of course our store is available. Um, right now this week we're offering the my war comic book novel, the testimony of Bradley Dean. This is done by, um, a former DC comics artist, Danny Bullinati. And I, it's high quality, man. I mean, you're never going to see a comic like this, um, unless you're spending some major cash. And I'm not talking about for something that's, you know, old, uh, that's in mint condition stuff. I'm talking about this is real high quality paper. Uh, it's thicker than the paper that you uh, obviously print things out on and, and definitely a comic book and all. But it's got Bradley's testimony in there. Also has, I think, the Declaration of Independence, U.S. Constitution, and some other items in there. So it's normally $12. This week you can get it through Saturday night at midnight for 25% off when you use the promo code COMIC25. COMIC25 gets you 25% off. Again, I'm waiting on... Uh, the artwork for the long sleeve version of our Dangerous Freedom T-shirts, but the short sleeves are available. You can get these. They've got a bunch of them. And um, this has got uh, Thomas Jefferson on it with, the pre- uh, I prefer Dangerous Freedom over Peaceful Slavery. These are $20 in our store. You can find them. Go to sonslibertymedia.com. Go to the top of the page, and uh, there you're going to be able to see the uh, the link to the store. And you can click on that and just go to it. Plus, we'll have that in the archives. Uh, it usually comes up. You know, right up under where we've got the the video and the podcast. Uh, yesterday, if you missed it, um, we had uh, a Canadian frontline nurse uh, Kristen Nagel on. Uh, great show with her and some information from somebody who's in there on the inside. If you missed that, that's available at SonsOfLibertyMedia dot com. Uh, be sure and check that out. And then yesterday's show that we didn't get to do the video on, uh, we had Florida Ped Ped Chaser. Okay, that's what he goes by. His name's Vince. And um, you can find this at sonsoflibertymedia.com. I catch those at Prey on Children, and this DHS TSA Bomb Squad member is the latest. And you, you just got to see the video. I made mention of it yesterday because our friend Brian over at High Impact Flicks was was going through it. And this guy, he doesn't. He's not doing it for money. He's not doing it for fame. He's doing it because he goes after pedophiles and seeks to hold them accountable. And he does so because two people in his family were molested by pedophiles. And he saw the damage it did to them. And he saw damage that's been done to other people. And so this this little guy here, Eric, um, whined and cried that he was busted. It was not godly repentance. It was worldly repentance. Uh, all he could think about the whole video is, am I going to lose my job? Am I going to lose my job? Dude, <sighs> I mean... This is much more serious than you losing your job. Anyway, uh, there's some information, too, after you watch it. If you want to make calls to Amira Fox, if you want to make calls to the Department of Homeland Security, hold his boss accountable. His boss is just as bad as he was. 
His boss tried to make Vince out as though he was the criminal. Call the cops, tell him to get lost. And then if you want to call FDLE, for whatever good it does with these guys, all the all these organizations and Amirafox, they're all corrupt, okay? But if enough people put pressure on them, they will end up doing the right thing despite their nature, all right? So it's up to you to do that. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. A 10-year-old rips into prime a tyrant, Justin Trudeau, and police doing what they're doing. Now, we got a lot to get to. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. I'm going to hit a couple of stories here, just headlines. But you got to hear this little girl. Listen to what she has. To, I mean, the simplest things from children. If adults would quit being so sinful, let's put it that way, we wouldn't be so complicated, and we could break things down very simply. Listen to this little girl. Okay, so I have them, some things to say. First of all, I'm 10 years old. I'm 10, and I'm going to be saying some things about these protests, okay? I love protests. Policemen, I do not love what you're doing. Policemen are supposed to be here on the world to be saving and protecting, and right now what the policemen are doing is not saving and is not protecting. Whatever Justin Trudeau is telling the policemen to do shouldn't be what's done. Justin Trudeau, you're a prime minister. You shouldn't be immature telling policemen on what to do with other innocent people. You can't be shooting a news reporter with a rubber bullet just because she has her own opinion to be going to protests. Protests is what is going to be helping people to get back to normal lives. I don't know why. If people are so sick of COVID right now, then why are you against protests? For the people who are hating COVID, but they still like the vaccine and what Justin Trudeau is telling people to do, if you're tired of COVID and you want to go back to a normal life, then maybe agree with the protests. Maybe just agree with the protesting people. Maybe don't agree with Justin Trudeau because what he's doing is immature and ignorant and selfish just because he thinks the vaccine is going to help any in any way. But it's not helping at all because it's getting people to the point where you have to tell policemen to hurt innocent people. I do not think you're a good prime minister if you're telling um, the police to hurt innocent people, innocent people in your country that you're supposed to be protecting too, Mr. Justin Trudeau. If you're a prime minister and you're here to help the world and you're Canadian people, then you shouldn't be hurting them. And if it's not you're doing, you're the one telling the policemen to hurt them. Please stop hurting the protesters. Amen. Amen. I mean, it's simple, isn't it? You're supposed to you're supposed to be guarding and protecting the people. You're supposed to be obeying the law in doing that. That's how you do guard and protect them. You don't do it with the thugs that you bring in off the street and trample them under the foot. Anyway, well done, young lady. Uh, woman arrested by TSA uh, and LAPD was put in jail for two weeks. Two weeks, despite the fact that it was clear. She was the wrong person. They didn't even check her ID for the birth date. You reckon some people in certain areas have the same name? You reckon that happens <laughs> when you have millions of people in a country? You reckon some people have, This is the lady. The lady on the right is the lady who got arrested and put thrown in jail for two weeks. They were looking for this lady on the left, for those on the video platform. Do they even look alike? No. They don't have the same birth dates. They don't even have the same full name. And yet... They went and arrested her, TSA, and then turned her over to the LAPD. She spent two weeks in jail. There's a lawsuit coming for that. Canada's House of Commons votes 185 to 151 to treat Trudeau opponents like 
terrorist. Yep, all the big talk they had of being on your side, and that's what you got. Documents reveal U.S. spent $22 million promoting anti-Russia narrative in Ukraine and abroad. Let me ask you something, folks. Just like what we're going to talk about today with education, where in the Constitution did we authorize our government to spend $22 million of our money to put out propaganda in another country? Where did we authorize that? We didn't. We didn't. It's lawlessness. It's constant lawlessness is all we get from our government anymore. With that said, we're going to talk about some more here. And here to do that, it's right in the core Wednesday, is our Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Well, hello, hello. Boy, we're off on a roll today. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> what do you think about that 10-year-old? You think you think mom and dad you did know, something good with I, that little I'm girl? Gonna sit here, I'm going to sit here and say, well done, little lady, and wow to mom and dad, wow to grandparents, wow to anyone who helped her form that. that. And, you know, I would hate to be in an argument with her. Woo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, it was. The, it's just the simplicity of what's going yeah. on, and the, even the kids, even many of the kids see it. That's that's yeah. what I'm trying to point out. Even they see right. how simple this is, and yet we constantly, uh, you know, the adults in the room, or they're supposed to be adults. Mm-hmm. Many of them are just grown up adolescents. Uh, many of the adults in the room don't know how to deal with this. They want to play games like like liberty is something you play a game with or other people's liberty is something you play right. a game with. That's what's disturbing. Right. Anyway. Absolutely. We're on to a mix of things uh, that we're oh, going to talk about boy, today. <laughs> are we are we ever? You got to love those NGOs, those non-government organizations where Congress got the brainstorm to oh yes, let's form an arm of government that's not really government but we're going to give it taxpayer funds to manipulate the people. And I'm talking mainly about the NSF or the National Science Foundation. For today's purposes, we're going to call them the not-so-friendly organization. Oh, oh yes, yes, the NSF. Um, and and we're going we're gonna to also be talking about the USMCA. Um, yes. And what, 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 how are the, all these things? Agenda 21, <laughs> that's a big one for people. How are all these things tied yes. up together? To the, the National Science Foundation. That's exactly mm-hmm. how. If you want to look at why America has has the UN so embedded, look to the State Department, look to the NGO of the National Science Foundation. You can look at several other things. And let's not forget Congress. Yeah, let's not forget that. Let's not forget presidents. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, the reason why we wanted to close out February on this is because, first of all, we're heading into midterm elections where we know things like school choice and uh, other topics that are the flavor of the month, as I call them, are going to be on the uh, people who's running. It'll be on their platforms. And the sooner we can get this information out, the sooner we can help people have the information, Tim, to go to these town meetings or these candidate symposiums or whatever and have the hard questions because that's part of what would be our version of carrying on what that little girl was starting, which is, you know, hey, you're not supposed to be doing this. And hey, what what are you doing? And, you know, who gave you the authority and that sort of thing. So that's part of the reason why we wanted to do it. But this latest round of the National Science Foundation awards or grants or incentives will be 
setting up the uh, the United States into more and more regions, Tim, to better usher in the Agenda 2030, the Agenda 21, the Sustainable Development Goals, which are tied to STEM, which is tied to career tech education, which is tied to Common Core. Yeah, and I'm I'm seeing that uh, we're getting a picture of what Agenda 2030 really looks like up in mm-hmm. Canada with this power mm-hmm. grab that uh, Trudeau has done. And uh, the best that <clears throat> the conservatives up there have to offer is more WWE match instead of we need to prosecute this guy and get him out of office. That's what we need to do. And right. if that tyranny comes in, that's what's going to push this whole thing. The tyranny is going to push the whole thing. And so the people need to be aware that when we respond with these things, they're going to be responding too. So we need to be prepared to respond back again. Um, right. Yeah, and so let's get to the meat of the matter of what's going on here, because okay. I want people to be aware that when we protest these things, they're mm-hmm. not just going to stand down. They're going to come at oh, us no. again, so we have to be prepared well, yeah, to push again. Absolutely. And you asked the question, how does the USMCA play into this? Well, let's, for, let's not forget, we did several shows on yep. that, Tim, where we showed it was like a clock. And in the middle was the USMCA, which is the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement. Mm-hmm. Canada, Mexico, and who? The United States. Okay? Around the hub, if you will, and that's a lot of what's going on in the stuff we'll talk about today, are all these different committees. You had one on education. You had one on uh, transportation, supplies. You had uh, um, tons of committees, and these committees are made up of some Americans, but by and large, most of them are non-American people, and they are going to be authorities over the American people in the name of transportation, which includes the Trucking Association. But let's not forget the Trucking Association has sold out to the Department of Energy through the um, Agenda 21, and they're going to backtrack it into the career tech education through this new push with the infrastructure law that was just signed to get teens into uh, career slots for truck driving. And don't get me started on a mom's viewpoint of a teenager in a semi. Okay, let's let's let's, <laughs> yeah. let's just keep going. I, I, you just don't want to hear that anyway. Okay, so the first thing we have up for you is the National Science uh, Foundation's Innovation Core Hub Program, and what this basically means is that the innovation which we we've, we've discovered, Tim, is code for our governments doing what data tracking us to, you know, where and back, okay, doing, uh, keeping, just being so nosy about us. Remember, this will tie in the Patriot Act as well. And let's not forget how snooping that is and how it's been increased. But this innovation will bring up a core of people, and then it will house them in hubs. And here's the rub. The hubs are going to be not only your higher education institutes, Tim, but they're partners because we can't have conformity and control by our federal government without the fascist public private partnerships. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what's going on. Um, I brought up this uh, particular, excuse me, I got something in my throat, this innovation hubs program. Now Mm -hmm. we've talked about some of this stuff before, 
haven't yes. we? I, I thought yes. we had. And I want mm-hmm. people to understand that when we go through this, when we were warning about this, and everybody was gaga over Trump, Trump was the guy who put this in place. We warned you the USMCA would create a, a smaller government over the three countries, and some of the things they were going to be entrusted to do were things that we authorized Congress to do. We didn't say somebody outside of Congress or outside of our country could do. Now, do you see the sovereignty eroding? Donald Trump is not your friend. <laughs> he's not. And the thing he's telling you, or the Q is telling you, you can't stop coming, is this Agenda 2030. That's what's coming. And if, it's already here. Yeah, well, it's already here. They haven't fully implemented, but they've got all the groundwork in there. there that's no yeah. doubt. Well, the interesting thing about these these hubs that the National Science Foundation is saying, okay, America, here you go. We're going to dangle free money for you, but here's where you have to conform. It's you have to have your higher education hub sit here and, and say, okay, we're going to let Microsoft, we're going to let all these big tech companies in. We're going to let all these small tech companies in. We're going to let in anyone, be it big or small, who can help us bring in more innovation because we don't have enough technology already to track us. Okay. But it's going to tie to what's known as the NIN or the National Innovation Network. And if you go to that website, you're not going to see a government, a .gov. You're not going to see uh, a state level organization. You're going to see a corporation called Venture Well. And what do we know about venture capitalism when it comes into education, Tim? What do we know? What do we know? It doesn't work. Yeah. Well, nothing that, yeah, I none know, of that stuff I that know. they do works. I know. Because it's the not venture, their business. Well, I understand that. <laughs> but let's remember the venture capitalists are tied to the global Silicon Valley, which is tied to the United Nations. And in their platform system, reforming not only education by killing off figuratively all school boards, you've got. 14 other steps, Tim, that will totally turn America upside down. And you can thank people like Bezos for that one. Okay. And Musk. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget them as well. So this will also tie into the public law 114329, which means it was passed under whose administration? Obama's. And it's called the American Innovation and Competitive Act, which promoted STEM quite heavily. But if you're thinking, oh, well, that was Obama's administration. That wasn't Trump's. No, attached for you, I put in how Trump contributed to this American Innovation and Competitiveness Act. And you don't want to go back and look at all the shows that we've done during Trump's administration where he promoted STEM, where he promoted innovation, where he promoted data tracking and and ramping up the Patriot Act. Oh, yeah. He, there was a reauthorization of that along with the U.S. Uh, USA right. Freedom so Act Right. So I don't well. know if you have that particular document. Up was this the science and technology highlights of the Trump administration? Yes, it was, yep. it was the attachment. And I, okay. I know you'll scrib that in. But, yeah, that is from the Trump administration. So if you want to see how much he threw at it. Yep. Yeah. And if you want to read that quote, please, for those who cannot see it. Yeah, so we're on the verge of new technological revolutions uh, that can improve virtually every aspect of our lives. 
create vast new wealth for American workers and families and open up bold new frontiers in science, medicine, and communication to infinity and beyond President Donald Trump. <laughs> that mm-hmm. last part Sometimes was not in watching there. too much TV. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's just a... To infinity and beyond. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Well, no. Okay. My, my point, is, my point uh-huh. is the way he presents everything. We're going to go to Mars. We're going to have a space force. We're going to have this. We're going to do that. You know, Why? It can only, Why do we need that? We don't need any of it. We don't. That's the whole we point. Absolutely, I know. Absolutely. <laughs> well, if you want to look at the 117th Congress reauthorization or, in other words, refunding of this American Innovation and Competitiveness Act, I put that in there for folks to see. It is a bill from the House because, of course, the House has to do this. I think it's House Bill um, 1304, Tim. That would be the next link that was in the uh, particular email. So, yeah, that's going to rubber stamp this, kick it right on down the road. Yeah. uh, To amend the Internal Revenue Code of 1986 to restore the deduction for research and experimental expenditures. I, You know... Again, I ask where where does the where does the Constitution authorize the spending that was going on in the first place for research and experimental right. expenditure? I mean, this is not what government is supposed to be about. It's got very limited things, and this isn't I, it. I understand, but if you'll go to the next one, this is Biden's justification for that House Bill one three zero four that you just looked at, and we'll get to what the research and development is all about. But yeah, there you go. Okay, this is his statement uh, on Senate passage of the U.S. Innovation and Competition Act. Um, This is going to be some incoherent stuff. I I applaud the United States Senate led by the dedicated efforts of Majority Leader Schumer and Senators Todd Young, Maria Cantwell, and Roger Wicker for coming together to pass the U.S. Innovation and Competition Act. This legislation addresses key elements. I bet you couldn't tell, tell you exactly what they are if he was standing here right now that were included in my American jobs plan. And I'm Mm -hmm. encouraged by this bipartisan effort to advance those elements. See, and when we get this bipartisan stuff, Land, we know it's crooked as a dog's hind leg, really crooked, because both sides are in on it. Well, absolutely they are. But, you know, one of the things that you pointed out in that House bill um, was the research and development. Well, the research and the development, Tim, is what these innovation hubs are going to focus on, and that is going to show up in, let's see, the other uh, uh, National Science Foundation's future of manufacturing, but we're not going to be manufacturing goods. We're not going to be manufacturing clothes. We're going to be manufacturing data tracking systems and uh, algorithms and bitcoins and blockchains and all these other kind of things because we can't track you enough if we don't have you on that that uh, command chain. So that's the new manufacturing. That's where that research and development is coming in. That's why they needed to pass this blasted bill. Okay. So if you look at the next couple of awards or incentives that the National Science Foundation is trotting out. First of all, it's workforce training for science, technology, engineering, and math, because you can't have someone code you to death if they don't know how to. And then you also have the National Science Foundation. Are you ready for this? They're pushed through an incentivized program to rush 
citizenship for people coming into America to participate in this research and development to align us all. So how are they how are they fast tracking those people coming in? What what kind of time frame are they looking at? I don't know. You, uh, I left the link for everyone to see. So when you go back and listen, uh, when you go back and do your own research, look at the link because the links that I'm giving you are where they're telling you this is how the program will work. This is what the award will do. And so, yeah, they're going to put, but again, you're messing with immigration. Go back and look at congress.gov and look at the global immigration pushes they're putting. It all dovetails right in together. Well, I, you know, I'm of the opinion now, I'm just going to say it. I think the states ought to be doing the immigration like they did for a hundred years before some bright eye, bright mind came up and said, oh, well, the federal government has control over that. I think the states were doing just fine <laughs> handling it on their own, the issue of immigration, instead of waiting on the federal government that's going to play them on the issue of immigration. Uh, right. With that said, go ahead. You've got several links here, too, uh, oh, in here for the NSF, uh, just I so did. people have. Now, that future manufacturing I showed, then you've got a training-based workforce development as yep. well. Absolutely. And then, of course, the rush for citizenship. But before we move on, one of the reasons, excuse me, why I want to go back to the immigration is because it was probably about three or four years ago I was doing some research into um, the overreach of federal funding into churches in the name of immigration for educational purposes that was tied to the Every Student Succeeds Act. And one of my friends out in Missouri was able to, she shared with me, she was able to be a fly on the wall with some of the U.S. immigration uh, van rides to go pick up these people from the airport. And she was shocked that the minute these people were picked up from the airport, they were ushered into other places where they were told, here's how you could play the system in America. Here's how you can double dip into all kinds of citizen funding while you're waiting to become a citizen. So, you know, this is a corrupt system running another corrupt system, bringing in people You know, you're going to hear the rhetoric right now that I'm hearing is that, oh, yes, because of this act and this act and this law and this law and this amount of funding, especially in the name of COVID, the jobs in America are off the charts. Then why are we rushing other people in to do this this dirty work? Because they're lying. Well, I know that, but I'm just (laughs) saying. That's why. Yeah, I'm just saying. Okay, so. One of the last things I want to talk about before we shift a little bit over into the other garbage that's connected to all this is the new ecosystem the National Science Foundation is willing to fund to solve national and social issues, Tim, because we're too stupid to figure our way out of a paper bag. I don't think we would be in that position if uh, our representatives had stuck to the Constitution instead of putting all this other garbage in there. And that, I understand. Yeah, and that uh, most of us would have a solution for things that are happening in our area, but we're not allowed to voice those things. And if we do voice them, they're ignored and said, oh, you incompetent mm-hmm. little people, you don't need to come around here and tell us what to be doing. Right. But when you hear our word ecosystem, what do you think? I know what I think, but what do you think? Yeah, I'm th- I'm thinking of how well my mind goes back to how the 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 function around the world as far as the atmosphere and all this other stuff works. That's what I think how creation was made. That's what I think of an ecosystem. 
Absolutely. That's what we're supposed to think. But the, here's another wordplay. The ecosystem that NSF is referring to is this new innovation core that has to do with artificial intelligence. It doesn't have a darn thing to do with how God created the world. So, but, okay. So, yeah. so basically you're, you're telling me that what mm-hmm. their, their new ecosystem is, is going to be a fake world. I mean, that's basically what it is. Cyber garbage. Yeah, it's going to be a Matrix-style kind of construct. Yeah, but did you hear the justification to solve national and social issues? Yeah, it's make you stupid, put you in a false reality, and uh, while they do whatever they want to do. Okay, but how does the National Science Foundation solve a social issue when they're part of the problem? They're 95% of why we have some of the social issues that we do. So you, you, you can't. You, you absolutely can't. And it's not the government's business to solve social issues. It is the church's business. It is your business. It is your... Uh, just uh, let's move on. <laughs> let's just okay. move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So speaking of social issues... The National Civic League, which has been in play since Teddy Roosevelt was president, is getting ready to unleash its latest awards, Tim, for all American cities. Now, here's the fun thing. Uh, The cities across the nation will be recognized as all-American. But here's my question. Of these all-American cities, how many of them are FEMA hubs, which we already know a lot of these innovation hubs will take advantage of okay because the framework's already there so why not just move in how many of them are not only fema camps but how many of them are um resilient cities how many of these have already gone over to the smart city uh you know how many of these are already under some kind of control like the resilient city was Uh, put into place by the rockefeller foundation we just did a show a couple of weeks ago how that's shifted from the Rockefeller Foundation and gone into its own entity. And the mayor of Houston is the new leader. But Rockefeller Foundation is noted as a core founder. But the agenda, you remember, you can remove the head, but the agenda is still there. Okay, those resilient cities or our cities are going to have people who are in charge, who are tied into all this innovation and all this manipulation, because, again, you can't have a conformed citizen group without uh, control. You can't have a citizen group that's controlled if you haven't played with their minds enough to do all this. Now, one of the things that is so troubling about this National Civic League is that right now, especially under the name of COVID, their 22 All-American City Award theme is about educational equity. Okay, we've talked about that before. Yeah, I know we have. But if you'll go to that page, I want folks to see if you can see it. Um, And if not, we'll describe it for you. Which page are we going to? It's the next one where it's all right, where you see the mission of the National Civic League. Uh, No, it's the. uh, Oh, goodness. It's all right. You see where it says in the email, the 22 All-American City Awards theme is all about education equity. The link right below that. This one. Okay. Yeah, it should be there. And you should see over on the side, 
the uh, purple and black logo for the grade level reading campaign, which I've done articles on. And the reason why I wanted to bring that in is because if you look at the particular award, you're going to see, and there's a video that's attached to it, Tim, that we're going to use part of it. Okay, it's going to, I don't know if you can see it, but it's going to look like this. You see where it says the reading in big letters? Yeah, Yeah. you've got it. You've got it. Okay, This video here? here? Yep. Yeah, that's that's it. Okay, so here's what we have for the 22 uh, award for these All-American Cities. It's going to be held virtually from July 18th to 22nd in conjunction with the grade level reading week. And this year's theme, housing as a platform to promote early school success and equitable learning recovery. Let me say that again. Housing as the platform to promote early school success and equitable learning recovery. So in other words, the Department of uh, um, Urban Development just got an invitation into this party. But we know through the Every Student Succeeds Act, they were already there. Mm. But they have been since 2015. Okay, so even under Trump's administration. Think what you will about Dr. Carson. But he was head of HUD. He helped usher in some of this stuff as well. So it goes on to say, during the past 18 months, the closure of schools, early childhood programs, and child care centers in response to COVID-19 was a significant setback for all children's early school success and disproportionately devastating for children of economically challenged, fragile, and marginalized families. Public housing authorities and affordable housing organizations can serve as focal points to bring together public, corporate, community-level stakeholders to support these children, adults, and families using the system of 24-7, 365 wraparound services and supports in a two-generation approach. Wow. Now, here's how it's going to play out. Digital equity. In other words, we have to have you hooked up to a computer, Tim. Relational supports. Tutors, mentors, coaches, after school, summer, and out of school learning opportunities, transforming non school places and spaces into learning rich environments, promoting school readiness, regular attendance, and summer learning, parents succeeding as essential partners in assuring the healthy development and early school success of their children, and finally, parents succeeding in their own journey towards sustainable self-sufficiency. But that's not really what they want, is it? They don't really want you having self-sufficiency. No, no, but almost every one of these verbatim was buried in the Every Student Succeeds Act under the guise of student support and ushered in with that was the social and emotional learning which ties to the mental health manipulation services we're seeing coming out of schools by unqualified people, Mm. as well as the multi-tiered support system. Now, again, we've been warned about this for years by Anita Ho, Charlotte Iserbeek, and so many others. And here it is as uh, All-American Award uh, benefit so, oh, yay. Now, if you will, let's go to the particular video uh, that's there. And what I would like us to do, we're going to use 
oh, let's see, I probably, I wrote it down. I think I put it in the email for you that we were only going to use the um, beginning to end about 250, 249, somewhere in there. So okay? the beginning to about three minutes, right? Just before three minutes? Yeah. Now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. Welcome to the awards ceremony of the 72nd Annual All-America City Awards. Tonight, we designate the 10 All-America City Award winners for 2021. The finalists are... Barberton, Ohio. Bellevue, Washington. Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Dallas, Texas. El Paso, Texas. Inglewood, Colorado. Evanston, Illinois. Fitzgerald, Georgia. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Kansas City, Missouri. Livermore, California. Miami Lakes, Florida. Miramar, Florida. Morrisville, North Carolina. Richmond, Virginia. Southfield, Michigan. Spokane, Washington. Sumter, South Carolina. Wheat Ridge, Colorado. And the winner is... Oh, they were all winners. Welcome to the 72nd <laughs> Annual All-America City Awards Ceremony. We are here tonight to acknowledge all the 2021 finalists for the hard work you do in your communities. You are all winners. You know, over the past three days, we have seen some of the best of what America has to offer. The communities that have worked together to tackle issues during this past year have had to bring residents together with businesses, with a faith-based community, with everybody in their community to tackle challenges that they've never had to deal with before. And so we certainly recognize the hard work that all of you have done, and you are all winners. So tonight, we're celebrating the great work of these communities in terms of equity and resilience. And this has been a year of challenges that we have, uh, like none that we've ever faced before. So first of all, I'd like to thank this year's jury for their deliberation. We had 11 fantastic jurors who spent a lot of time reading through applications and uh, listening to the um, presentations. I'd also like to thank the National Civic League board, staff, and volunteers. None of this would have been possible without our sponsors, Southwest Airlines, the official airline of the All-America City Awards, for the 13th year now. The Campaign for Grade Level Reading, CGI Communications, ICMARC, and so many others. I'm energized what you do every day. Thank you. I'd now like to thank the city of Lakewood, Colorado, the All-America City named twice over the past decade, and also the first recipient of our Diversity Award. So I'd like to thank the city of Lakewood for their hospitality and hosting us in their studio tonight. Lakewood is a past winner of the All-America City Award and has done some great work on civic engagement, sustainability, and racial equity. With us tonight is Lakewood's mayor, Adam Paul, who will be our MC for the evening. Mayor Paul. Okay. That's right. it. Okay. So, again, go back to the question of those 10 finalists for 2021. How many of those were resilient cities? How many of those are already hubs for FEMA? Well, I know Dallas is a, is a resilient city. I know that um, um, 
I think it is. San Antonio is as well. I know uh, Miami is one. And so they had Miami Lakes, Miramar. Mm, wonder why we chose Miramar. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. The grade level reading uh, organization is, is really great, Tim, about naming parents as co-producers. And I included for folks the 2020 article I did that was called BS for Parents, and it was exposing this particular entity. And the, the thing I wanted folks to see is this image. And if they can't, if they're listening by radio and they can't see the image, if you would read what that image says so that people can understand why they should be so upset about uh, the grade level reading uh, entity partnering with the All-American Cities because this is part of the agenda. Yeah, you got the webinar was all about using behavior science to manipulate families, especially in the name of COVID-19 tracking. Parents are co-producers in the mm-hmm. CCSS machine's eyes. If you're familiar with the village raising your children concept, you'll see the agenda clearly. Yep. Now, if you go back to all the parameters that we read for the 2022 All-American Cities. What did it say about two generations? What did it say about families? What did it say about student success? What did it say about equity and inclusion? What did it say? And the kingpin for all of it was what? Internet technology access. So don't miss that. Okay. And then go back and look at all these cities. Go back and look at how they are all connected in this network for innovation, because I'm going to tell you what, it's not by mistake that all this is happening. Okay. Now let's move on. Another example of the globalization we're seeing across America is going to be a group called Global Ties. And one of the model cities is Akron, Ohio. Now how close it is to the All-American 2021 Ohio City, I have no clue. But if you'll go to that next uh, website, Tim, I want people to see. This is called Global Ties Akron. Okay. They've been doing this for 45 years. So this is not something new. Okay. So we know by just that how long we can trace how how much has been put into this agenda to globalize America. So yeah, there's that. It'll go in and tell you their two kingpin issues are culture and education. And this is from a local level. And I'm thinking, okay, well, Akron is one city out of many, many. Right. But I was I was able to find that the global ties in the United States have several cities. So I've given the website for that. There's the national network. Now, for those who can't see, you're seeing an image of the United States of America. You see a deep gold color for most of the states. And then you see a paler gold for a few of the states. Every state that is in the deep gold is part of this global ties network across Mm. America. Mm. The ones that are lighter, not so much. And those are, it looks like Alaska and Tennessee. um, West Virginia. West Virginia. uh, Rhode Island, maybe. New Jersey. Yeah. New Jersey. I'm kind of surprised by that. Well, now here's the thing. Yeah. They have programs through this Global Ties system, Tim, in all 50 states, 
but it's those particular lighter states that aren't as up to speed as the rest of the states. Okay. So look for that to come. But yeah, with Jersey, um, no, Jersey's definitely in on this globalization garbage. Are you kidding me? Okay. <laughs> so how many, how, but here's a, here's the question and you can answer this on your own. Okay. Of those global ties, uh, states, how many of their cities, Tim, are resilient or FEMA or innovation or, you know, the career pathways? Because the career pathways has a network system across America, too, that uses career tech education and STEM as a hub. So, again, if you took a map, if you overlaid each of these networks, what you want to bet, they're either all the same or they're so close there's no way we're going to escape the chains this is setting up unless we fight back. Yep. Yep. Okay. Now, here comes the fun. We've gone over the National Science Foundation, their hubs. We've gone over the All-American City and their hubs and the globalization. I'm going to read for you a list of the congressional bills. Now, don't fret if you can't take them all down at once. Tim will have archives. You'll see the bill numbers, okay? But I did give Tim the general search link for congress.gov so you can find all these bill numbers very easily. Okay, you ready? S-2818 will expand the U.S. government in the name of women for global rights movement. H.R. Resolution 225 and Senate Resolution 240 affirm and cement the United States in a global education partnership, especially for learning recovery and inclusive public education. H.R. 391 has passed the House, is now in the Senate, and will attach globalization to our health care. H.R. 4717 deals with global migration. Let's remember that NSF has a project to hurry up this immigration system. H.R. 3424 and Senate 1737, Global Pandemic Measures and Biosecurity. Biosecurity ties to innovation hubs, Tim. Okay. HR 4160, Global Issue of Autism. S2104 globalizes our labor system. HR 44660. Oh, and by globalizing labor, you just tied in the USMCA. HR 4466, globalized text. Uh, globalized technology will increase. Senate 1849 and HR 4956 will bring international technology standards that must be adhered to by all Americans. HR 2887 will deal with global climate change. S67, global financing and the pandemic. HR 2907, globalization for investment. You ready? For American jobs. Senate Bill, excuse me, Senate Bill 2277 and H.R. 3485 passed the Senate now in the House, all about how we need to have global respect. All right. S552, Global Learning Losses in Education. H.R. 4, uh, excuse me, H.R. 1488 and Senate Bill 542, the Global Electoral Exchange. Now, Tim, we already did a show on this one, and this was where we were talking about how education is going to be used to bastardize our voting privileges. 
This also will tie into H.R. 1, where the We the People Act or For the People Act became law and is going to set up uh, an attack on our voting system. And then the last couple are H.R. 2036, a global strategy to save us all and H.R. 6518 to combat the communistic and socialistic rise housed in the United States Department of State. Now, how many shows have you and I done, Tim, on the corruption, the socialism and communism housed in the State Department before the Biden administration? No, a bunch. A bunch. A and bunch now of them. suddenly And now suddenly Congress is going to give a flying fig? Uh-uh. No, I'm not buying it. It's been going on for decades. Yeah, of course. And this is what we've tried to help people come out of that, that mindset that somehow they're going to change it through you know, voting a particular party back into office or whatever the case may be. They're not going to fix that because they're in on it too. Right. Well, I didn't go over all the bills that were on that particular link that I sent you, but I did get the other topics. If I didn't cover a topic that, that uh, really alarms you, here's the rest of them. Okay. The other globalizations uh, topics in Congress and um, corruption. And then I wrote in the email, Uh, excuse me, just go look in the mirror. Uh, So we've got corruption, we've got health, poverty, rights, empowerment, trade, forced management, and virtual currency. Now, tied to that virtual currency for a globalization, we've got a a lending organization out there that is attacking global poverty in the United States through the, okay, we're going to take other people's money and we're going to say, hey, Joe, go lend uh, Lynn some money so she can pay her bills. Or Lynn, go go loan Tim, Tim some money so he can start his business. Whether you get paid back or not is not the point. The point is this is setting up another way to interconnect us, supposedly wiping out poverty, but also attaching to your money. And I've got that laid mm. out. It's called Kiva.com, or excuse me, Kiva.org. Uh, they also have an education platform that they're using this this style of um, we're all in this together garbage uh, to help say, oh, yes, Lynn and Tim aren't getting the education they need. So we're going to come in and we're going to incentivize it. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, that's our globalization flavor all the, of the month. Yep. All the fascism that you can handle. And none and of us, none of us really want that. That's the truth. <laughs> Uh, Lynn, you you got all your stuff out, guys. We've got a lot of links that you can you can uh, do your own work here. That Lynn's got. Uh, we got about twenty seconds. Do you want to tell okay. people where they can find out more about you? Yes, commoncordiva.com. If you wish to financially bless the work that I do, uh, there's a donate button. And right now we have a pressing need for transportation. So if you cannot financially help. Prayer support is definitely needed. You can find me on the uh, usual social uh, media outlets. And don't miss tomorrow, Liberty Bells with Suzanne Hamner. We're going to be talking about how woke are the people. Well, some people are really woke, I guess. <laughs> you guys can catch Bradley. I think he might, he's either, I think he's probably live from Florida today, 3 p.m. Eastern, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Lord willing, we'll talk to you in the morning at 6 a.m. Adios. Adios.